Today's podcast is brought to you by Something Blue by Anita Kay, specializing in wedding and event photography. Visit her page on Facebook. For those in love, capture those memories with Something Blue by Anita Kay. The Unbridled Enthusiasm Podcast with Mark Pulo starts now. Power in the cartoon world. A podcast, and I was told that if I did your podcast, that I would, you know, advance to the next level. And we're podcasting and photographizing in front of the great. The worst gigs of their life are, are because of Mark <laughs> Anyone want a husband? Free, free to a home. Now it doesn't even have to be a good home. Just free to a home. Ladies and gentlemen, Andre the Giant would like to do his impression. Oh, Willie Nelson. Suck yourself dry! Alright. Hello, folks, and welcome back to the Unbridled Enthusiasm Podcast. Uh, I am back as Mark Poulos. We are doing a, uh, a ride home slash recap of last night's show. Um, Randy and Carlos in the car with me. We just did... Tea box upstairs, I believe it's called in Decor, Iowa, and uh, it was a good show. It was sold out, 155 people, and it was uh, the uh, the Women's Out Weekend. Is that correct, Randy? The Women's Out Weekend, yeah. Is that? T- <laughs> Thank you for that. Is that? Uh, is that different from the Wild and Out weekends where Nick Cannon shows up? No, Nick Cannon was there. <laughs> oh, what a weird show. I it, it, it was. It's surprising to me how much like we got we got to decor last night at uh, like 6:15, I think. Yeah. Checked into the hotel. This is basically the skeleton of our evening, and we'll get into it a little bit more in depth. As we got to the hotel, we sat in the hot tub for a bit, went to the show, free meal, did the show, left the show, went to bed, got up and left. And in the span of that skeleton, so many things happened. In the span of that less than 12 hours it was, (laughs) was, yeah, 13 and a half hours. You start this story. <laughs> well, we got to the hotel, and what many people won't realize or, or ever have to deal with is uh, when comedians check into a hotel, suddenly we're now doing the hotel show. Like, we suddenly have to entertain the front desk clerks while we're just wanting to get our room keys and go back to our go back to bed like the lady said we were on the second floor and she goes there's the stairs and I was just like oh I'm like there's not a an elevator and the look that she gave me like you got some kind of problem carrying your suitcases up two flights of stairs yeah I kind of (laughs) do so I was like is there a Sherpa and they both looked at me like I lost my mind the one lady was like what's a Sherpa and then some young girl that was waiting behind us is like, a Sherpa is a man that helps you carry a bags to the top of Mount Everest. I was like, what is this, a live Wikipedia standing behind us? It was just so quick. 
She was like, what's a Sherpa? A Sherpa is a man who carries your bags to the top of Mount Everest. I was like, thanks, Google Talk. Like, what are you doing back there? <laughs> My favorite was, uh, do you remember in North Dakota? And they had that, um, that video store attached to the hotel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what gig was that? But it was literally like... Glendive, I think. One that you booked. Yeah, I booked it on my own. There was a hotel, and then, like, on the side of the hotel, there was, like, a movie rental place. It was the weirdest thing ever, and we went in the wrong door, and we went into the movie rental place with our suitcases and stuff, and we were like, Where's, is this the check-in for the hotel? And she's like, no, this is the movie rental place. <laughs> and what did I say? I can't remember what you I said. said oh, when did uh, the hotel chain start a movie renting place? And the lady was like, what? <laughs> she, <laughs> she didn't get it in the least. No. That was hilarious. When no. did the hotel start renting movies? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> and then we walked into the club that day, and that guy was like, hey, I wrote a song for you guys. Oh that? God, yeah. I wrote a it was song like, for you. "You guys suck. Go fuck yourselves," or something <laughs> <Yeah>. like that. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. That was a weird trip too, because didn't something happen at the McDonald's too, where the lady said, uh, "Just pull around to the next window." And then we went around the corner, and there was like nothing on the side of the building, <laughs> and I was yeah. like. I feel like they're playing a prank on us, but you had to go, like, all the way down to the next corner and then turn, and that's where the window was. Yeah, it was the weirdest McDonald's I've ever seen. But we, uh, we checked in the hotel and we made the decision that we were going to sit in the hot tub for a bit, and we're just walking down the hallways to our room, and... I, I kind of felt like somebody was behind us, but I, I didn't realize, like, how close she was to us. But she was, like, standing right behind us the whole time that we were going down the hallway. <laughs> and we got, like, towards our room, and she said something like, uh, uh, move it move it aside, gotta get through here. And she was just carrying this giant Tupperware bucket with her. And I was like, what the hell is going on here? And she's like, this is my ice bucket. I'm like, what? <laughs> That was like a five-gallon bucket. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, we get down to the uh, the hot tub, and you can't, uh, no matter what hotel you go to nowadays, you can't go down and sit in the hot tub without uh, a couple of children sitting in there with you, which makes it nice and awkward. Or you're just sitting in a, in a hot, boiling tub of water trying to relax, and there's two kids, like, pretending like the hot tub is... Uh, is some kind of water park and Noah's Ark. That's like, sometimes I just want to look at these kids that are in the hot tub and like, listen, this is adult business, okay? Yes. Hot tubs are for old men that need to soothe really, because I, before I left yesterday, I was on the trampoline with my daughter and I was tossing her around and I'm pretty sure I threw out my shoulder, neck and knee at the exact same time. So I'm like, uh, I need this hot tub to exist <laughs> in life. And these kids are flopping around in it like it's a water park. And then, of course, we get the lady who uh, she's got a lot of questions. A lot of questions <laughs> in the hot tub. So many hot tub questions. 
That's all you got, Randy. I don't feel like you're adding to this podcast at all. We have to get to your stories so you can actually say some shit in here. I'm like, you're like Ed McMahon on John Carson right now. You are correct, sir. That is correct. <laughs> that lady was say? funny. Anything. Say something. I'm dying over here, Randy. Christ. So we'll get to one of Randy's stories because I don't. Uh, we got to perk. We got to perk them up. Going in order. We're, uh, well, we're what's the there. next one? I don't know. I guess it's your story of the. Uh, when we well, no, I. Th- I th- no, I think the next story is how much of a massive erection you got noticing that the oh. building across the street was being torn down <laughs> physically. And eminently being torn down by a, uh, a bulldozer when we pulled up. You had such a dude boner for <laughs> destruction. Talk about that for a second. I've never got to see that in real life before. They had a, it was a house. And it just, they were tearing it down right in front of me. And I've never, in my entire 28 years of existence, never got to watch it happen. It was the most excited I've been in a long time. Have you ever turned on a TV, Randy? Because they, every three or four years, they implode a building in Las Vegas to put up a new one. It's not the same. It was just, like, the idea of, like, watching how a small town tears a building down. Where they just, they have one bulldozer, and they need to get this building down, and you were just kind of intrigued on how like slow of a process it is with a bulldozer. Yeah, there's four guys standing around watching. One guy doing the work like normal. Because <laughs> I gotta say, like within the uh, the hour that we were at the hotel before the show, you mentioned the building being destroyed like nine times. <laughs> you were even <laughs> watching it while we were in the hot tub. You were trying to get a glimpse. It was it was like it. It was construction actually... porn. <laughs> It was the perfect view. It was construction porn. It was, that's oh, my perfect Randy. Day. Sitting in a hot tub watching a house get taken down. That's your perfect day? Yeah. Is a hot tub watching a building get destroyed? That's your perfect day? Yep. I live the life of a 60-year-old man. Oh, God. Let's get you a black coffee and, and the sports page. Yeah, so we, uh, we got to the venue and... Uh, uh, it's pretty cool little downtown area and decor and we got to this place and the downstairs was like sold out there wasn't a seat to be had of people like eating dinner which was a good sign <clears throat> and then we headed up the uh, the two or three flights of stairs to the comedy show dragging my merch all the way up there more flights yeah but we uh, we got up there and we met the owner who was a really nice guy course it's april fool's day and and he seemed a little put off that we came upstairs because he uh he had this big plan for his big april fool's joke that he was gonna go on stage before the show started and welcome everybody and tell them that the comedians got lost and they didn't make it to the show so there's not gonna be a comedy show they're just gonna donate all the money to the food bank and then he's going to say, thank you, good night, and leave the stage. But 
we were already upstairs, like, in the area where everybody was standing, and they had our pictures up on the walls, so I was like, I'm pretty sure that joke is not going to work, because we're standing right here. <laughs> like, what about those two guys that look like the pictures <laughs> of the guys that are supposed to be here? Just standing awkwardly in the back of the room while everybody else is sitting. <laughs> Because you were about to go on stage, and he he did this prank. Yeah, I didn't even know where to stand. Everybody already saw I was just in the middle of the room. <laughs> well, I think the biggest thing about it was when I called the check-in, he told us, he's like, go downstairs, find a table, and get something to eat, and then I'll come down, and I'll meet you guys. And I feel like he was going to come down and tell us what he was planning so we wouldn't come upstairs too early, you know? And the fact that we just came upstairs anyways, he looked a little bit disappointed in the whole thing. <laughs> I guess I didn't notice it, but... Uh... But they were nice enough. They gave us a free meal. I decided to go with the Reuben, which ended up being a horrible choice. It just turned out to be a sauerkraut sandwich. <laughs> I actually thought that they were playing an April Fool's prank on me because I've had, I've had Rubens many a places before, and they usually come out looking a little bit more of a fatter sandwich. Like it was, it was physically an entire sandwich of sauerkraut sprinkled with corned beef and no Thousand Island dressing. Actually, I don't think there was even cheese on it, to tell you the truth. It's the exact opposite of what it should be. Yeah, it's like sauerkraut piled high, sprinkled with corned beef. <laughs> I thought it was a prank. I, I literally ate the, like, six slices of corned beef out of it and just let it lay there like an autopsy. And the lady comes by and she's like, uh, how was your sandwich? And I was like, and it's the hardest thing in the world. <clears throat> Some people who aren't in the entertainment business would not understand this, but it's, I don't know what the right way to complain about food that was given to you for free. Like, is that even a possibility? Um, so I tried to do it tactfully. She was the one that asked the question. She was looking at the sandwich and she was like, did you not like the sandwich? And I said, uh, you know, just a little bit too much sauerkraut for my liking and not enough corned beef. And she was like, started picking through it. And she was like, well, where's the cheese? The Thousand Island dressing. And I go, I don't know. <laughs> so she, they were nice enough to give me a different sandwich on my way out, um, which was delicious, by the way. Absolutely delicious. It was one of those hamburgers where they... They crush a bunch of ingredients into the hamburger. So I I looked at it again because it was like supposed to be like a bunch of different toppings and it was just like <laughs> it was just again. like a burger on a bun with like cheese and I went, these sons of bitches. And all of it was like smashed into the burger, like the bacon and, and um It was like a juicy like loose cheese. Style. Yeah. It was really good though. But uh so this guy was, like, giving me a bunch of shit because I got a sauerkraut sandwich. And when I went on stage, like, when I had the opportunity to, like... Is that a real horse? I was wondering the same. <laughs> We're just driving along. There's, like, a horse in somebody's yard, but I'm pretty sure it was, like, a statue. 
or it froze to fucking death last night. (laughs) April 2nd, it's like 20 degrees and it snowed last night. I've seen like the deer statues like that, but a horse one? Yeah, it was pretty weird looking. But uh, when I had the opportunity to throw him under the bus about his Reuben sandwich, I actually complimented it, and then he got kind of pissed with me after the show. He's like, he's like, you should have told him how bad it was. And I was like, why would I do that? <laughs> like, I'm trying to help your business, not hurt it. But Randy went up... Uh, he said that. He said you should have told him how bad it was? That's what he said, yeah. He goes, you should have took a shot at us. <laughs> I was like, why would I do such a thing? That's so weird. I had no idea that he said that to you. Yes, he did. Because he was kind of a strange dude. Um, So Randy went up before me, and and I don't know what it was about Randy's set, but holy crap, did you encourage some hecklers. I encouraged a lot of uh, women's night out hecklers last night. The first lady, I wanted to talk to her. (laughs) Go ahead. What? <laughs> Tell the story. What are you doing? <laughs> well, I have a joke about uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, and she just out of nowhere started telling me how she was at the Jeffrey Dahmer trial, and I was like, "What? <laughs> I want to talk to you, but I gotta tell jokes first right now." <laughs> I gotta tell you, Randy. <laughs> You tell a story about as well as uh, Edward Scissorhands shakes hands, okay? <laughs> That's why I'm Oh, boy. You. So, anyways, Randy was on... This lady was saying intriguing things about being at the Jeffrey Dahmer trial. And Randy was just like... He was... He, you could tell that he was excited to talk to this lady, but he was like maybe 10 or 15 minutes into his show so he still had to do like 15 minutes and he was trying to grapple with the idea of can I do the rest of my show just talking to this lady about the Jeffrey Dahmer trial and decided to do the right thing and actually just do his his show hoping that after the show this lady would show her face and he could you know have a a conversation with her about it But she left. I think she's April foolsing me. Well, that that usually is the case when somebody says something and they're not sincere about it. They don't stick around to be called on their BS. (laughs) If I were her, I would have just made up a huge story about how he threatened to eat me while he was at trial and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Look at that lady! I'm going to eat the shit out of you, lady! Like, yeah, that that happened. (laughs) Might as well make it fun if you're lying anyways. I don't know what it is about audience members lying to the comedians on stage, but it seems to happen a lot, and I think it's just... They just want to be involved. They just want to be part of the show. Yeah, so they, they just say shit, whether it's true or not, just to get your attention, so you'll zone in on them, but... So my set went well. I actually didn't get heckled by anybody, which was surprising with the amount of heckling that they were doing to Randy. And it wasn't like vicious, like angry heckling. They were just basically chatting with him while he was on stage. (laughs) They were just like, oh, we'll help you out here. (laughs) 
Here's another thing. Hey, Randy, I've got an input. Hey, Randy, I want to tell you this story. Hey, Randy. Were you wearing your uh, Broncos hat on stage last night? No. Oh, okay. No, I had it uh, I had it in the back of the room afterwards. But what, what brought up the idea that that lady said she was a Packers fan? Because you said you were from Minnesota? I did the, uh, the Brett Favre. Oh, that's right. Okay. And she was like, watch out, I'm a Packers fan. And I was like, we can't all have good taste. (laughs) Boom! (laughs) You got her. So after the show, we, uh, I, of course, set up my flea market and tried to sell a few things, and they were not buying last night. But the whole time that I was, uh, that I was selling merchandise, I had noticed that Randy was talking to this old guy near the the entry to the comedy room and I, I didn't find out till later what you guys were actually talking about and I, I <laughs> it's like the funniest because I didn't know this story like I always thought that you were a Broncos fan since you were a kid I didn't realize that you had massive love for the Vikings to the point that you know they were a part of your life as a child oh they were a huge part and uh Back in Colorado, like all I used to wear Vikings jerseys every day, and I was a huge Vikings fan my entire childhood. That's all I remember watching Vikings games. So what? So happened? you were you were telling this guy about the infamous '99 Vikings versus Atlanta championship game to go to the Super Bowl. Right, and what happened is he came up to me and he's like, "I gotta say, I love your Brett Favre joke," and he was telling me that he had season tickets to all the Vikings games and he always goes and he's always been a huge fan of Brett Favre and he drafts him in fantasy football and so I was talking to this guy and I I told him back in that 99 game when Gary Anderson missed that field goal I was nine years old I cried myself to sleep that night And he proceeds to tell me a story. He's like, you're not going to believe this. But first, let me get my wife. You have to tell her. You have to tell her your crying story. (laughs) She's going to love it. (laughs) I was like, oh, God. So his wife comes over and drops her beer on my feet. Did you hear that bottle shatter? No. Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't hear the shatter, but I did see the lady... The wife of the guy that ran the place was over there sweeping up glass. Was that the whole thing? dropped it, and it landed on me. (laughs) Not on purpose. No. The kid slipped out of her hands. Just just drinking it, and it slipped out. And so uh, she comes over, and I tell her a story. She's like, oh, that's great. And then they look at each other like it's a big deal. And he's like, I got to tell you this. He's like, right when the Vikings... They, uh, three months before they lost that game, my brother died. And we, (laughs) it was really, it was depressing at this point. (laughs) He's like, we had bought tickets to the Super Bowl. We were going to go. They bought tickets. Where was it that year? Do you remember Miami or something? Oh, it's Miami. It was somewhere, like, really, really beautiful. Yeah. We're going to Miami. Wait, that song wasn't out yet. That's a Will no, Smith totally song. No, it totally was out because uh, there's a Minnesota guy that did a whole remix of "We're Going to Miami" for the Vikings. For, oh. Uh, 
it had to have been like 97 or something that that came out. So you guys bonded over death stories and sad crying stories. Well, while that was going on, I was getting, uh, I was getting accosted by a gentleman who had just started his own, uh, big and tall men internet apparel company. And he was like really excited to chat with me about all the options he was going to have on his website. And he was like, send me an email. I'll cut you a deal. And this, that, and the other thing. And I just said, uh, that wasn't the seven foot tall though, right? No, no, no. There was a, a there was a guy. seven foot tall man at the show, and Randy was uh, he was having some dude love for that guy as well, because uh, that guy would have been the guy tearing down the building. I would have got a picture for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you get a picture with the seven foot tall man, Randy? Uh, I was scared to ask him. <laughs> you were scared to ask yeah, a seven foot tall man if you could take a picture with him. <laughs> I just didn't want to seem douchey to go up to him and be like, hey, can we get a picture? The man is seven fucking feet tall. (laughs) You don't think that every moment he steps out of his front door, he's just taking pictures (laughs) till he gets on the bus? And I don't know why he would be on the bus. Like, you know. (laughs) You can't drive a car if you're seven feet tall. There's a height limit. Unless he pulls the front seat out and sits in the back seat. (laughs) But... Yeah, while you were talking to that couple, this guy, and he was probably about 6'5", he was about my height, and On average, he came... probably the tallest crowd we've ever had. Well, yeah, you put the seven-foot-tall guy in the mix, it just shoots the crowd up 80%. But he's chatting with me about his business and wanting to uh, have me go check out the website and all this stuff, and, <clears throat> and I just made a passing comment... <clears throat> where I said, do you guys carry Nautica hoodies? Because once I realized that Nautica made, like, big and tall sizes on their hoodies, like, it's all I would buy because they're comfortable and I like them anyways. So I said, do you carry Nautica hoodies? And he said, no, but uh, our hoodies are really good too, you know. He goes, ah, I should have brought one with me. I could have just tossed it to you and you could walk around with, the hoodie on with our emblem and all that kind of stuff and I was like oh yeah too bad you know or whatever so once that conversation breaks up I don't even think about the guy again until we were leaving and here he comes walking up the stairs towards us wearing a hoodie (laughs) and it was just such a weird thing because he was wearing like a like a nice shirt and a tie and here he comes wearing a hoodie up the stairs and I'm like what the fuck and he took it off (laughs) And then tossed the hoodie to me, and I, and it was one of those, you know. And I don't I don't mean to be a hoodie snob, but I like a hoodie that's a like a full zip, from top like a jacket kind of oh, yeah. hoodie. I don't like the ones that I have to pull over my head every time. Um, but so he tosses it to me, and I said, "Well, what what size is this?" And then he goes, <laughs> "Oh yeah, this probably won't fit you." He goes, "Oh." Send me an email. I'll, I'll send you something else. And I'm like, all right. And then we left. But before that happened, um, I was a little disappointed at the that the sales that I had after the show. Like, out of 155 people, I thought I would have done a little bit better than um, three CDs and, and one shirt, you know? You would have... Or I think it was four CDs and one shirt because it was like 60 bucks I made last night. And 
I told Randy like four CDs after a show. That's more CDs that I've sold after a show in the last nine months put together. I mean, it's it's such a weird... Nobody buys CDs anymore. No. So I wrap everything up and then I go try to get, get our checks. And they proceed to just start telling me about the comics they had last time and how amazing they were, which is always, always good when you're waiting to get paid when the, the place is telling you how great the other comedians were last time. But in, in their defense, I did ask them before the show who they were and they couldn't remember. So while I was on stage, I guess they did some research. I hounded them too while you were up there for a minute. I was like, who was it? Tell me. I don't know why that's such a thing for us to know who, who was there before us. Like it was... Don't uh get so disappointed when they don't remember? Like, we're going to be these people the next time they do a show. Who was here before us? Uh, I don't know, some tiny guy, some giant fat weirdo. We don't remember their names. <clears throat> but they were, uh, that's when he told me, like, you should have took some shots at us for our Reuben sandwich. Um, I've never and just, heard of that before. I've never heard a owner say, oh, yeah, take shots at us at our food. <laughs> well, he said that the lady who headlined the last time was like, she just went after him and like started talking shit about their food and the restaurant and the town and everything. That seems terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, how is that fun? And he even said like some people were like, whoa, what's this all about? Like, <laughs> that doesn't sound good. That sounds bad. <laughs> they just have that low of self-esteem in that entire city that they're like, yeah, just talk shit about us. <laughs> I love it. And literally my favorite moment of the whole night was we, I get the checks and Randy is still talking to this old man and, well, I say old man he was probably like 51 you yeah, know? he was probably 50s I don't think his wife was there anymore when I came over, it was just you and this guy again yeah. so I come over to Randy and jokingly I say I said, well Randy you did okay so here's your check just like a joke <laughs> And this guy's face, I mean, it, it was almost as though while I was selling my merchandise, he had adopted Randy as his son. Because the glare that he gave me, like I was really making fun of Randy that he didn't do a good job. He just makes eye contact and he goes, just okay, huh? And he pulls his wallet out and he starts like, he starts crackling his fingers together as he's thumbing through all his bills in his wallet. And then he does the old old man thumb lick and pulls a 50 out of his wallet and goes, Here you go, Randy. That's that's how well you did tonight or whatever. What did he say to you? I think that's what he said. He's like, just to prove it, this is how well you did. I know. And I went, what the fuck? And I just walked away. <laughs> And then as we were walking to the car, I just told Randy, I said, I have never seen something like that in my life. I've never seen an audience member give the other comedian $50 just to prove a point. <laughs> I go, you literally made $10 less than me uh, in merchandising sales just because an old man wanted to prove a point. I'll take the pity money. <laughs> Of course you're going to take that 50. It was pretty funny. Oh, God, man. I think it was really just uh, because of the Viking story. 
think. Well, yeah, you you spin you spin a yarn like that, you're you're gonna get a couple bucks in your pocket, <laughs> Randy. You can't yeah. tell people you're crying as a because like what you told me last night was you you cried yourself to sleep and like you I wouldn't did. eat and like you were I just disheveled there. and. I literally went to bed right after that game. That's tough, man. That's a tough loss. I remember that loss. I remember that hurt for a long time after that. Gary Anderson, 100%. All he'll ever be remembered for. Is is wide right. Wide right. He's like the the Finkel of Minnesota. (laughs) Laces out! But uh, we got back to the hotel, and it was a uh, good evening. Got up this morning and got some breakfast. Uh, sorry. You forgot the guy with the size 17 cowboy boots. <laughs> he was putting his feet on Oh, the my God, dude. That guy was out there. I forgot about that guy. He goes, hey, man, my name is uh, my name is Bigfoot. They call me Bigfoot. That's my name. My name is Bigfoot. And I was like, oh, okay, your name's Bigfoot. Why is that? Because I got I got a big foot. I got to check it out, man. And he puts and I'm like, how big is your foot? And he's like, oh, we're 17, man. We're 17, big foot. Got my cowboy boot. And then he kicks it up on the table. And I go, well, you got me by a little bit because I only wear 16 shoes. And he's like, yeah, man. And he goes, Didn't he say that's small or something? He's like, you got small feet. Yeah, you got small feet. And then he's like, but my feet, even though 17, they narrow. They they don't even make a shoe for me. I got to get insole that have cushion on the sides so my foot doesn't bounce around on shoes like a pinball. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck is happening? And then Randy walked away because he had to have his tear session with the old man. And this guy bought a CD and he told me to sign it to Bigfoot. And then he made a real point that Bigfoot was one word. I was like, all right. <laughs> I mean, I some really weird that. characters last night, man. I wonder how David Harris' show went last I night. Too. Joe Crookston concert's going to be there the next time. Yeah, that's funny. Wow, look at that playground. They have an awesome playground. I might have to drive down to Chatfield with my daughters just so they can play on that. Pl- Not today. <laughs> Dave's Barbershop. This place has got it all. This place, Chatfield's got it all, but a lot of, uh, of yeah, to David, oh, like, well, how's your haircut? We gotta go, so take that picture quick. Take it, take it, take it, take it, take it. Oh, I think I got it. You got it? You better get it. You better got it, get it. <laughs> there it is. Ask him if they knew how to do his weird sideburn head fade. <laughs> Magic hands. A lot of cool characters last night, a lot of weirdos at the... I mean, we we ran into some strange people from the minute we got to our hotel, to the show, to the street, to back to our hotel. They were everywhere. I mean, that lady at the hotel, she just would not leave us alone. She Dude, felt like she was our part of our show. What did she say to you this morning when we were leaving? She uh, She said something. What the hell did she say? I said something about checking out of our rooms oh uh i couldn't remember our i thought we were on the third floor but i guess we were on the second floor and i just kept saying our room numbers wrong oh yeah and then she was like 
this guy doesn't even know where he is. And I'm like, who the fuck is talking? Just some lady off to the side. She's like cleaning up breakfasts. Showed up out of nowhere. She was like a ninja rabbit. How many playgrounds do they have in Chatfield? They have a lot of playgrounds, man. Two more. And a football field. And, and a guard tower. Let's tear one down. And a tractor. Let's do that shit, but a lot of fun last night was had in decor. Iowa. I thought it was a fun show. Randy did a good job, and and uh, the only show I had this week, so I'm glad it uh, it went relatively well. I mean, they put us up in a sweet hotel, and I mean, free breakfast, free dinner. Um, they got us a couple couple uh, in city brewed beers, of course. I did, Randy. I had one they have there they have four they have four like uh, breweries in in decor, and they're all on tap, and it's like trying to support local business. And here comes Randy, fucking sauntering over with a blue moon. <laughs> I went really. I'm like they have a Norwegian wheat that they brew here. You can't have that. Uh, <laughs> I tried it after that. It was pretty good. Well, I had that uh, that porter, that coffee beer thing, and holy balls, that was good. I'd only have one of those because I felt like I ate a steak dinner after I drank that beer. It was so heavy. <laughs> Any uh, parting words, Randy? I think we covered everything from last night. I think we got it all. Any uh, social media want to plug? Just Facebook, Randy and Carlo, and Twitter, at Randy and Carlo. Well, I'd like to uh, celebrate this uh, first podcast that I've done with Randy and Carlo in a long time where we didn't mention Screech once, so I appreciate that. Well, you can always get the... Well, yeah, it was like a catch-22, like... (laughs) But we're not going to talk about him because it was about us and not about him, so... You can always get this podcast at Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, tuned in, and wherever podcasts exist. And uh, check out largedrunkman.com for my upcoming dates. Uh, in a week or two, I start my tour with Michael Cabanero. So that'll be uh, a pretty sweet, sweet time. This weekend, I'm doing uh, a couple fun shows. I'll be down at the Holiday Inn in Austin, Minnesota on Friday, April 8th. If you're in the area, come down to that show, and I will be at uh, Molly's on Main for the first time in a couple years in Plum City, Wisconsin. Amazing room, a lot of fun. Uh, I'm excited to be back there. So if you live in the surrounding areas around Plum City, come out and see the show April 9th at Molly's on Main. And uh, tune in next time when we talk about who knows.